0: Hello, I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, hello, beautiful ones. I hope you're having a wonderful week. It is so gorgeous outside. Oh my goodness, California is just blooming. Spring is here. All the birdies are nesting and singing. I have been spending so much time outdoors getting those beautiful nature frequencies and grounding and being in the sun. And it is just such a vibe. Today, we are getting down to business. So Shannon D'Souza joins us to talk about female entrepreneurship, how to be consistent in your business and on social media, personal branding, balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship, and strategies for stepping into your highest potential financially. Shannon is an award-winning entrepreneur and sales expert who helps her high-ticket clients create generational wealth by aligning their audience offer and messaging. She has worked with over 350 clients ranging from just getting started to multi seven figures. Before we dive in, I want to share my latest collaboration, which I'm so freaking honored to be part of the parenting bundle. It is out now. It is live from May 10th to May 20th. So we are at May 15th, we're at the halfway point. If you're listening and it is between those dates, I highly recommend grabbing this bundle. It is a collection of 90 plus eBooks, courses and guides priced at only $50. If bought separately, everything in the bundle would cost over $5,000 in total, which actually makes this an incredible 99% discount. I shared on my Instagram story today, one of the reasons why I believe this is such a powerful resource is because the information in this bundle is not Googleable. It's not something you're going to find online. All of the information in this bundle, these resources are so unique. They are the things that you're not going to find anywhere else that are on the leading edge. This information is so new and so powerful. This is from the trailblazers and the revolutionaries the kind of people that listen to this podcast right like this is what we're all about is being able to make sure that that we have the information that matters that is why this bundle is so incredibly important some of the topics we cover in this bundle include Holistic pregnancies, being independent and empowered in birth, nutrition, gut health, and healthy recipes for babies, kids, and new mamas, medicinal herbs, tea blends, salves, tinctures for kids safe remedies, sensory development, strength and conditioning training to prepare mamas for childbirth, postpartum recovery, fertility optimization, and hormone balancing for increased fertility. Fun activities for kids, conscious parenting, how to raise securely attached children, inner child healing, night weaning, safe bed sharing, handling emotional triggers, recipe swaps for your kids' favorite snacks and tips for picky eaters, herbalism, homeopathy, and holistic care for the whole family and so much more. I am telling you, I think I literally manifested this bundle because I am getting ready to start a family with my soon-to-be husband, and I have been praying for something like this. Instead of having to search high and low for the information that I want and need that is independent and free from the system, right, that is potentially compromising the integrity of the information, I have this resource. So I am so grateful. I'm so, again, honored to be part of it and highly recommend grabbing it before it's gone. May 20th, it's gone forever. It's never coming back. So the link is in the show notes. Grab it now, $50. Let me know if you do. Tag me in your stories. I want to know. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp. Sign up for my newsletter so you won't miss any details. Okay, my loves. I know you're going to love this episode. If you are looking to step into entrepreneurship, if you are an entrepreneur and looking at ways to grow and expand and step into your highest potential, into your wealth potential, this is the episode. Without further ado, on to the show. Hello, Shannon. How are you today?
1: I'm awesome, Dora. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love that we have our biohacks where we're wearing our biohacks. Yes, we are. It's so exciting. So, I would love to begin this conversation and dive right in to asking you how you got to become this incredible sales expert.
1: Oh, that's a great question. So I went to the University of Waterloo. I did my undergrad and I did my master's there. And the University of Waterloo is where the software industry in Canada basically is lives. And so I, because I was in co-op, I got pulled into the software industry. And so that's where I guess I started learning all around the advanced techniques of Um, sales, lead generation, demand generation, like that kind of complexity. Um, And so I spent 10 years there. I started as a sales rep and my last role was VP of sales and marketing. I specialized working with startups. And why I did that was because I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. So if I'm going to learn, I should learn on other people's dime. And so I always climbed the ladder really, really quickly. I was I have an excellent work ethic. Um, And I learn really quickly, I take um, a lot of initiative and so all the great things that CEOs want, right? And so I would advance very fast. And through that, I got about $100,000 worth of, you know, education and training in this, you know, field over 10 years. And so what I did with that, um, what happened was my husband ended up getting headhunted from Toronto to Vancouver. He's in the Salesforce industry, which is also a software. And he said, what do you think about moving to Vancouver? And I was like, hell yes, like, let's go. I didn't even Google it. I just, we just went like a month after we got married. It was incredible. Um, and through that journey is when I learned that A, energetics actually matters to me. And the chaos of being in a big city, um, my soul was very unhappy. And when I came to the West Coast, I became like relaxed, stress-free, happier, just like vibrating at a different level. And I think through that confidence, what I saw in the workforce was again, um, Vancouver has a lot of software companies and startups, so great. Um, But there's a lack of talent. Because it's so expensive, it's called brain drain. There's a lot of people who just leave the city. So um, having noticed that almost immediately, instead of becoming an employee, I decided I was going to be a tech consultant. And that was, is very, very common in the software industry, hiring consultants. And so that's what I did. And so then I started by helping so- startups build their sales and marketing teams, because that's what I have experience with. And through that, then I started attracting a bunch more clients and then it started becoming an agency. So very, very quickly this happened for me. And so I ended up having an array of services. So we started with, you know, web design and SEO. Um, Then we would help with social media and understanding social media, doing campaigns and launches, Facebook ads and funnels. Um, And what I loved about this type of business was that Um, It gave me the freedom and flexibility to continue learning. I love learning. I'm, you know, will be a student for life. And so I would continue to learn about digital marketing because I saw the expansion and the explosion of what was happening with the internet. And so I wanted to be at the forefront of that. Um, And then what happened was really, um, I served about 350 customers And sales has always been very effortless for me. And so I didn't realize how much of a skill really this was. But I knew in order to be an entrepreneur, the first skill you need is sales. And so I think that's exactly why I wanted to be in sales professionally. Um, So through serving about 350 customers, what I realized was that women have a real problem selling. Like it's not a joke. So I knew I was being called to serve and impact the world at a much greater level. And so that's when I decided that I would go from a done for you service in the agency. I would spend the next my personal time now in coaching and creating a sales coaching program, which is specific to high ticket. And why high ticket is because software is high ticket. Agency services are high ticket. Um, So I didn't really see any other way because that's the best and fastest way to make money. And I truly want women to make as much money as humanly possible because when we can, that's how we can impact the world at its greatest level. We can create that generational wealth. We can, you know, create better communities, happier places, um, teach our children so many different types of things when we have that empowerment. So that's my story.
0: I love your story. That's beautiful. And (laughs) You have that skill of storytelling because I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time you were telling that. So one of the things you said was that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, like you always knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. How did you know and why? Why did you want to be an entrepreneur?
1: That is really interesting. So I was born into a family where my dad has 10 siblings and 80% of them are entrepreneurs. So I believe it's just like in my blood. My father's an entrepreneur. Um, It's just who I am. At the age of eight, that's my first memory of sales and entrepreneurship. I was at my cousin's house. She's four years younger than me. So this is a four-year-old. I'm an eight-year-old. And I convinced her to have a garage sale. And I was going to take 50% of whatever we made. Wow. (laughs) Selling her stuff. Selling (laughs) her stuff.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, there you go. High ticket. You already, you knew what you were doing from age eight, which is amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's fun when you know, uh, when sales is not a big deal and you're not actually stressed out about it and you don't actually think about it and you really just put the person first and you just try to be, you know, explore what that person's challenges are and how you can help them. That's really what sales is. That's it. Mm. So
0: then why do women have such a hard time? with sales. Why is it so
1: hard? Because they think it's something that it's not. I think they think it's harder than it actually is or ha- like it doesn't have to be that difficult. Um I think there's a lot of pressure and comparison and that's not natural for women, um especially if they're highly in their feminine. I'm much more in my masculine and I work a lot to manage my my feminine. Um also a lot of women don't come from um you know, business backgrounds, if they come from the wellness industry, for example, um, and they were taught to be a nutritionist or a dietitian in those programs, they're professional programs, but in those programs, they don't teach about sales and marketing and business and all of these things. So they're actually skill deficient. Mm-hmm. And so instead of taking the time to invest in themselves, continuously to invest in themselves, because just like they did to be a dietitian or a nutritionist, um, I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves that they have to be good at this from like second one. And I don't think that's a realistic expectation. If you look at my background, there's 18 years I have on somebody. So it's an unfair competitive advantage, right? But on the internet, especially, we don't know that kind of information. And that's why it is so important to sell on your authority and your influence, because that's why people will hire you. And if we don't speak about ourselves and our own accomplishments, who is?
0: Mm. Yes. And you mentioned something really interesting as well as that journey that it takes a really long time to build those skills in in the way that you've built them. We look at someone who has hundred thousand followers and we think, oh, well, they have this many followers. So it's easy for them when that might not be the whole story at all. There's people who have a million followers who are not making much
1: money at all. Absolutely. I don't give a damn about um, vanity metrics and awareness metrics like that. I care about conversion. I care about what's in the bank account. I care about like relationships. I care about, um, you know, serving people and impacting people at that core level. Right. And so even if you look at my following, my following on Instagram is in the 3000s. My following on LinkedIn is in the 3000s. Um, my following on Facebook is in the five thousands. My, I mean, my email list is about seven thousand. So let's say at, at most, my audience is twenty thousand people. Okay, um, that means nothing if you can't bring in income from that.
0: Mm, yeah, and you mentioned relationships. So where do relationships fall into entrepreneurship?
1: That's like the highest priority. The more people you talk to and you let know what's available to them and that's how sales happens. Like how can someone get hired
0: and nobody knows what you do? Yeah. So how do you build, how do you build relationships then?
1: Oh my goodness. Let me tell you what happened on Friday. So Friday (laughs) I went to a brand new networking event and one of the things I've manifested is, you know, getting into the right communities and networks um, here locally in Kelowna and why that's important to me is because I need to be very protective of my energy. Once you learn about energy, um, you can't just share it with everybody, right? Like it's it's not a thing and we all have to have boundaries and protection around that. So, um, you know, I've been on a journey, you know, not very seriously, but I've been on a journey, you know, since I got here to try to like meet with people and see, you know, what they're all about and if it makes sense or not. And um, finally, this showed up for me. So I went to this networking event. Um, You know, I introduced myself with my authority pitch and my authority pitch, if you're in my program, um, it's a really magnetic way to stand in your power, but also clearly communicate um, your influence and your authority and your experience and your expertise from a very confident perspective. And so because I did that, I think that drew in, you know, not I think, I know that drew in leads to me from that. And then I heard that, um, I heard there was a group going out for dinner later that night about 10 or 12 women. And so I invited myself to that. And because this was like a very cool group of women, they were like, absolutely. And they, they made an announcement to everybody. So this was available to everybody, this opportunity. And I said, okay, great. Like I left the morning, um, session, the brunch, knowing there was business to be done in this circle. Like that was the first thing I recognized. So you have to be able to know who's in the room to qualify them and understand what you're selling and be able to match that very quickly. And I very quickly understood that. So what did I do? I took more time to invest in building relationships. So I went to the, that's where business gets done. Business gets done over drinks, over dinner, over something social. So I took that opportunity and I went there and that's exactly what happened. I ended up having two like live sales calls, basically from just what I had presented in that authority pitch. And then I had one woman who I met literally that morning say yes to coming to my retreat in Sedona. Wow. That's insane. That's That's amazing. That's a $5,000 investment. And they had just met me that day. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So that is what it means to be in your sales energy, first of all, right? And to have that confidence everywhere you go, because that's that magnetism. And so if we're a- if we're able to talk about ourselves and what we do in a place that doesn't come from shame, in a place that doesn't come from um, fear, in a place that doesn't come from being too proud, right? We're just, it's matter of fact, it's like, it's neutral. It's just, this is who I am.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Being too proud. I think that's something we run into a lot. I mean, we, there is a lot of shame around selling, but there's also that feeling of not wanting to be a beginner, not wanting to suck or fail. Right. And so a lot of times there is this tendency to just not do it because we'd rather just be where we're at instead of feeling like we have to start all over or just,
1: but these are all stories and limiting beliefs and what is happening on the, what is happening on the other side of the story and the limiting belief. What is on the other side of that? It's a question. What
0: is on the other side of that fear?
1: No fear is on the limiting belief side. Uh,
0: uh, On the other side of that, I would say success is on the other side.
1: revenue, revenues on the other side. So we always have a choice. Mm. We have a choice to decide to focus on the fear, or we have a choice to decide to focus on the success that we can have. And whatever we focus on, that is what is going to happen. And -hmm. that's what happens in sales. So if you are always telling yourself, there's no clients, there's nobody around me, nobody's going to buy this. I can't do this. This is too expensive. um, Nobody wants this. I'm not good at this. I can't sell. That was like 15 different (laughs) limiting beliefs, Um, guess what? That's what's going to happen. And you better believe I don't talk to myself like that at all, ever. Because once you start practicing this, you just naturally, your brain just functions in that way. And couple that, couple that with then um, being disconnected from the sale. I didn't go to that event thinking Mm -hmm. I was going to sell anything. Mm Hmm. I like, I didn't go to that evening dinner thinking I was going to sell anything. I went there with the pure intention of just building relationships with people.
0: Mm. So as you said, the energetics, the manifestation piece, how much of, of it is energetics?
1: This is what people don't get. Like, this is it. This is the secret staying in the energy that's what I call it staying in the sales energy like surrender you know everyone talks about the surrender after the manifest that's what this is that's how it happens because when we believe that it, like in the purest energy that we can have what we want then it will happen for us because we are not blocking it from happening
0: mm. And so when we talk about what blocks us, right, those limiting beliefs, how do we stay in that energy? How do we stay in that
1: sales energy? That's a great question. So how does a like world famous boxer, world-class boxer stay at the top? Mm,
0: Well, I would say consistent training and a very good diet, speaking as a nutritionist <laughs> but also he has to believe he can do it
1: there you go that's mm-hmm. it we're training we're always training we always have to be alert we always have to understand what we're putting into our energy which is our thoughts
0: mm-hmm. and so how do we become more confident how do we become magnetic? like that? What are, what are practices that we
1: can do? So one of the things that I help my clients with is a visualization technique where you close your eyes. And um, if you, what does magnetic look like to you? Mm. So when I close my eyes, magnetism looks like to me, it's like this sparkly, shiny glow, very glittery, very bling. That's my personality guys. So that's not a surprise. (laughs) Um, But then also like What would I name this? What would I, what does this feel like? What's the temperature of it? Right? Like get, get all the senses going. Is there a smell to it? Right? And visualize this experience and then name it. So my sales energy is called radiance. Mm. So then I remind myself, I want to be radiant. Like, and then I literally can envision myself stepping in to the radiance, like I'm stepping into. Um, an elevator. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm doing it. So it's very intentional to be able to bring yourself into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And notice more importantly, when you're out of it, because all of us get out of it, but it's how long we allow ourselves to be out of it is the question. Mm. And are we intentionally trying to bring ourselves back into it?
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm so going to try that. And so do you step out of bed and step into that radiance or do you have a kind of container for that throughout the day where you
1: I have a on? practice. Mm-hmm. I have a practice. And so and what is said, we have to start our day in gratitude right? We have to end our day in gratitude. And that's going to be the highest vibe that you can possibly be in. I wake up and I have, you know, at least 20 minutes to myself every day. I listen to my Abraham Hicks meditation. I go and sit in my outdoor meditation space. I have my coffee. Um, I'm not looking at my phone, right? Like I pull a card. I have a ritual, right? So I think it's so important to start your day and end your day in ritual, right? And it's, it, that takes discipline, that takes consistency, right? But again, what is the goal? My goal is to just live my, live my best possible life. And so when I, any person asks me, how are you? My response is living my best life. Like, mm-hmm. and I, it's remarkable how anybody has, people haven't heard about this. There's, so I get a whole bunch of different types of reactions around it. But truly, that's all I'm trying to do. That's all I am doing is just living my best life.
0: Mm, And even on those days where you may feel a little bit shitty.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's exactly when I say. No, I have to say I'm living my best life today because that's when it matters, because whatever we focus on grows. So there was a point in time last fall, I was freaking burnt out and I kept telling myself that I was tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired. And then what happened? It just prolonged. It was just there. And then as soon as I stopped telling myself that I got better,
0: Hmm. That's powerful stuff. And so where does the action come in then? Because we have, especially with Abraham Hicks as a long time, um, student of theirs as well. Where does the action come in? Right. There is the focus. There is the energetic piece When
1: do we take action? So (laughs) the (laughs) energetics mean nothing if you don't take any action (laughs) Um, because that's not how the sales actually happen. (laughs) So if you don't know how to sell, it is costing you money every single month, not learning this skill, not practicing this skill, not having a mentor to make sure that this is happening in your life. Um, and a lot of people think of themselves as an expense, as opposed to, um, we, first of all, we are our business. So if we are not in alignment, if we don't know something, then our business is going to stumble or fail or take longer. We're not going to reach our goal, whatever it may be. Right. Um, again, going back to the expectation that people should know everything. Well, guess what? If you didn't study that, if you didn't experience that, if you weren't in corporate doing that, how would you know how to? Why? Like, why would you expect? You know, a kid to just stand up and walk perfectly the very first time, right? Like, we would never expect that. So, why do we expect that of ourselves? Mm. People think businesses don't cost money. Guess what? We have to invest in our businesses to grow. Don't listen to the nonsense on the internet that, like, you can just make money like fast out of nowhere. Like, we should all use our brains to know better, right? Like, yes, it can happen faster and faster if you learn the skills but we have to learn the skills first.
0: Mm. And there are many of us out there, right? Who want to be entrepreneurs, but maybe we don't know even what kind of offer we would create. Is there anything we can do to get more clear about that?
1: Yes, absolutely. First of all, don't even think about the offer. The offer comes second. The first is who is the market? the very first thing we learned in business school is who is the market and based on the, that, what are their problems and finding the biggest ones, right? So for Healy, for me, the way I look at it is not, I'm just going to sell this to people in my organization, like who comes across me in my organization, like friends, family, like, no, I'm being very strategic about Healy. And so one of the big problems I can see Healy solving is for example, um childhood ADHD. Right? So this is a non-invasive um help like natural alternative to Ritalin. So you can build an entire business around that understanding who the audience is, the offer is now going to be healy, we know the price point of it, then it's just about going where those people hang out. So forget mm-hmm. about the internet, forget about social media right now. Let's start talking to moms who have children who have ADHD. Let's hear their problems, right? Is it working? Is it not working? It, kids are having problems on their medicine, right? Like whatever, it, do, they, do they have a desire for something natural, right?
0: Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I was diagnosed with ADHD, but I know for me, Healy has helped tremendously with that.
1: I believe it. Uh, we're getting so much energy and frequency from our phones, from our computers, from our TVs, da, 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 whatever. Like for, for me, I feel like sometimes I just need to focus. Right. And Healy, I definitely has helped with that.
0: So we have an idea who our clients are. We have an idea what our offer is. So then what would be the next step?
1: Based on our offer, we would get an understanding about our unique selling proposition and our brand messaging. And with our brand messaging is what we are using on social media and all of other marketing that we're doing. Right. Um, So that you can clearly articulate your value. You can clearly tell people what you do and how you can help them. Um, But also, more importantly, they can see themselves in the problem. They can see themselves in what we're presenting because the majority of women, they have a problem that I see is typically they sell to the solution and great, but people, if they can't recognize themselves of why they need something, they're not buying it. Like I don't need, like I need a shower cap when I go and I just want to have like a shower and I don't want to wash my hair. If I was bald, I don't need to buy a shower cap. Mm. So the shower cap company needs to be able to present that problem right in front of the right people.
0: Oh yeah. So true. So interesting. Um, so one of the messages that you share on your content is being abundant and wealthy is important. is powerful. What's the difference and why do you say abundant and wealthy?
1: So Abundant and Wealthy is the name of my retreat in Sedona.
0: Ah. That's the name
1: of a campaign, but it was very purposefully chosen. Um, Abundance can mean anything. Abundance is, you know, I got to sleep in. Abundance is, you know, I had a babysitter and I can go out for a movie with my husband. Abundance could is having a delicious meal, right? Or spending, having a coffee with a friend. Abundance could be anything. Mm. it's just what we value. So do you see how abundance doesn't mean it have anything to do with money really? Mm. But what's important to me is being able to help women make money because when women make money, we will then, you know, create portfolios for ourselves. We will then create security for ourselves and our family. We'll then teach our children more about investment and Property and real estate, and um, you know, having a will—all of these other things that are only privy to people who have money.
0: Mm. And you mentioned—I love that so much. Um, And I—and you mentioned too, you are a mom. Yes. So how how is that being a mom and being an entrepreneur and having this this business and this um, really powerful presence? in on social media and on LinkedIn, what does that feel like? And, and how do you navigate doing both of those things?
1: Um, I like to think of myself as I'm that same old G. Um, I don't know if you <laughs> know what that means. <laughs> yeah. okay. So, I mean, I'm, we're all in an evolution. Yeah. Um, I think being on social media and being so visible, you will always go through, you know, ups and downs and bumps and grinds. And I think it's about understanding how to use use social media for you with your own boundaries Mm. and allowing that for yourself. Um, You know, people always talk about being consistent. Yes, consistency is important more so for people seeing your brand message, but also to train the algorithm that it should pay attention to you so that you should get the most out of the platform that's the reason why everyone talks about consistency. Um, I think I, when you're a mom, you're a mom, like (laughs) that's just your life. Um, so sometimes you'll just like bust in here and I'm on a call or doing a live or whatever it is, what it is. Um, the beauty of the way that I built my life is that I get to work from home and freedom and flexibility is why I actually built my business. Um, so I think this is just a part of it. I have desires that, you know, we're in Europe for the whole summer and, you know, because my son will then be off school when he, you know, and so we can learn Spanish, right? Um, so I have all these visions that are like, not visions, manifestations that will come together. And so I think that's how I, you know, put it together for myself.
0: Mm, I love that so much. I'm hoping to be a mom sometime soon. and And I always think it's really beautiful to see that you can do both because there is this this myth that you can't and I think just being open and being a a trailblazer and saying hey yeah actually you can do both you can have both and you can be happy with both right it's
1: so I'll I'll give you a little bit more information um yes there are both but I get a lot of help. And that's one thing that I had to do in order to do this. Well, I, in business, we always want to focus on our core competency. So things that I get help with, we have a cleaner, we have babysitters for date night. We, um, what else do we have? Uh, We get um, a food service, right? So I've made systems in my life I've made the infrastructure for me to be able to achieve this and so one of the major game changers in my life was when I started thinking about how much do I make an hour and does it make sense for me to be doing this or can I outsource it for cheaper and then I can go and make income with that time And so before I was wasting, you know, a few years ago, many years ago, actually, maybe five years ago now, I was wasting my time one hour a week, sweeping the floor and vacuuming it and tidying up and this and that. And I said, just floors, this is okay. And not even like cleaning the rest of the <laughs> stuff. And so then my husband presented the idea of getting a Roomba. And so then we got $1,500 Roomba that self empties, this and that. And so then, you know, I made my money back within two months. Of investing in that and so now it just pays me dividends right over five years so women need to think about things from this perspective because I learned this from men mm. I didn't invent this I learned this from men of them being able to value themselves at a higher level logically mm. and so then you create the systems and infrastructure to be able for you to be able to focus on doing whatever it is you want to do so it doesn't have to be go make money. It could be spending time with your kids, right? It could be sleeping in. It could be going to speak at this XYZ conference, right? Whatever it may be, but allow yourself to get help. And this is the problem that I see in the marketplace is Everyone is thinking of themselves as an expense, their, their business as an expense. If we have to spend $10 to make $100, before I was that person that would just save the $10 because I wanted to see a fat bank account. That is not how our money makes money for us. And I think men have a really great understanding of that. Um, So they constantly like reinvest. They constantly make decisions at a more logical level as opposed to an emotional-based level, right? Of the Mm -hmm. fear of what bad can happen. And I think that's what's holding us back. So last year I did an experiment where I spent money in my business, like a man, I didn't question it, whatever event I wanted to go to, whatever program I wanted to be in, whatever course, whatever this, whatever that I adds all the things. It was remarkable how much more money I made. Wow. It just blew it up. It just blew it right up. And I said, and I did it without fear. Yeah. I could have like my software cost was about $5,000 for the year, which is very high. Of course, that could have probably been $2,000, but in the overall grand experience of this or experiment, that's just $3,000 and I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars more. So it doesn't matter. Right. Wow. This is what I want for women. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And do you think it's just because men are more logical and women are more emotional or do you think that yes. there's deeper?
1: Okay. I think it has a lot to do with that. I think men have a lot more experience being men and being out in front of people and selling themselves and all these other th- experiences. Because if you really look at us in the workforce, it's like, what, 100 years or less? Mm. True. So we just, we're, we're doing extraordinarily well for how long we've been doing it, but we have to allow ourselves the space and grace. And so that typically has a lot to do with having a family, right? A lot of women, they're like, they take their foot off the gas for their career and they allow themselves to just focus on their family and not that there's anything wrong with that. But if you do desire keeping your foot on the gas and having a family, then yes, you're going to have to get help.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned burnout earlier. So how are there other things you would suggest besides like getting help to avoid getting burned out?
1: Yes. Exercise, I think has a lot to do with it. I, um, I think you'll agree probably nutrition has a lot to do with it. Sleep. Oh my God. We all are in like our bed and we fall asleep by eight o'clock. I love it. That's so great. Sleep is incredibly important. It is so highly underrated. Um, it is so necessary, um, surrounding yourself with the best possible people. And that is energetically, that is successfully people who are aligned with your values. I think that really matters. Um, so all of these things are free, right? Like all of like, it's just about having the discipline and the awareness of what you're doing, right. And wanting to make those intentional changes.
0: Mm, yes. And one more thing, you did mention consistency a few times. How do we stay consistent, especially when it comes to things like social media? Yes. This can be really, really challenging, especially maybe because we're women and we are more emotional
1: in some ways, and we do have more ebbs and flows in our energy. Um, I would, again, look at put systems and tools in place. Um, so for example, for the longest time, I would only post intuitively. Um, Great, but that is not how you scale a business. So you have to really um, first understand your desire. Like, what is your vision? Why are you doing this business in the first place? Right? What is the the purpose? So Consistency really comes down to mindset of wanting to achieve that goal, but consistency doesn't mean three times a day, seven days a week. So a lot of people confuse that. Um, so understand what consistency means to you and just do your best, do your best every single day. And if you can go to bed saying, Hey, you know, today I did my best then that's all that matters. And For me, it is so much more important to service your customers in a deep manner and keep that retention than it is to always be running after trying to find new clients. So if that means you don't have room to go on stories today because you're in too many client meetings and you're in fulfillment, that's okay. Mm,
0: I love that. Yeah, like you mentioned, those relationships are so
1: important. Well, those it's, I've made so much income on retention that, and that's where it comes from in the software industry. So I've learned so much about that, but it is like, I rather upsell a current client who's hyper happy with me, right. And keep them longer than trying to go out and search for a new one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it. Amazing. All right. So. We have three questions that we ask all of our guests Ooh. on the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. So the first question is, Shannon, what is your definition of beauty?
1: The first thing that came to me was like the inside and our own personal self-love. I mm-hmm. think that if we love ourselves, then we feel that we're beautiful. That's that's intuitively what that came, came up.
0: Mm-hmm. What is your favorite inner or outer beauty tip for our oh, listeners?
1: Oh, I just got the most incredible mascara. Um, So I desired to have um beautiful like eyelash extensions, but like two hours every two weeks is too much. Like mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of time. So. I found this incredible mascara. You guys probably know about this, but I hope you don't. And I hope you guys are excited as I am. Mac stacks stays on forever. It comes off easily and you can like level it up by the t- amount of time you're, times you're putting it on. Why am I not speaking English? But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can put like five rounds of it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: And the last question is, where can people find you?
1: Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook um, under Shannon D'Souza. That's it.
0: Yeah. And her Facebook group is amazing. Y'all need to check it out. Add yourselves. Lots of amazing tips and tools on there and her branding is amazing I was telling her the green is so beautiful I love it so much it's just so luxurious and like
1: decadent it's beautiful oh my god that's exactly what I was going for yeah exactly what I was going for thank you so much for that beautiful beautiful compliment thank you for listening if you've made it all the way here thank you for listening thank you for being with us
0: Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Shannon, for being here today, for sharing so much. Oh my gosh. So much amazing wisdom. I'm so excited to implement these things for myself. And I know all of you are very, very excited and your fingertips are twitching to start (laughs) doing some very aligned action yourself. So thank you again.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me.